You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everybody, hey, yeah, baby, are you ready? Whoa, whoa. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get Tucked podcast presented by FeaturedX.com and Sound Talent Media. I am your host, Tuck, Tugboat, Tuckerson. Here we go. It's time to get Screamo, folks. This year, I'd like to focus on a couple new things. We're going to keep doing all the things that we've been doing, but we're going to add in some new stuff. One, I want to showcase some newer bands that I love, and two, more of my industry friends on the show that I think you can all learn a lot from because they're the people that taught me stuff, so I think they could teach you stuff, so we're going to do that. Today, we are joined by my new friend, Marla Verdolini. Today is going to be filled with a bunch of shit that I can hardly say, like her last name and the band that's going to play in the mid-roll mosh. Marla is the vocalist in one of my favorite newer Screamo bands. They're called God Program. My buddies from home, Joey Mirando and Jason Quick, play drums and bass in the band, which is how I heard of them. They've played in a bunch of sick bands from our area, like Ascensions, Breathtaker, I Became the Hero and stuff. They always make quality tunes. So I was like, I'm sure they're going to make more quality tunes. But then I was like, this band is everything I love about Screamo. Fantastic hooks, intense emotional screams, powerful lyrics, fucking riffs for days. And Joey adds a ton to the chaos with his drum style. It's just fucking fun and intense and in your face. And then they really let it breathe when it needs to. It's just great. It's really great. I'm a fan. I think you'll all be a fan. And that was the point today. Overall, this band really has struck a chord with me. I wanted to share it with you. This is the first time that I've ever actually talked to Marla, which, as we all know, is always an interesting one uh, when it comes to the show. But it was an absolute pleasure. I tried to be a little less gross, and I think I burped a lot less on this episode. But um, overall, it was a blast. So, Marla, thank you, everybody. Here we go. This is my very screamo chat with Marla from God Program. Marla Verdolini. Did I do okay on that? I just asked her how to pronounce it, so I know. No, you killed it. You nailed it. You know, it's tough. You know, I feel like it's offensive if people, you know, get their names mispronounced. Mine's pretty simple. I mean, Ryan O'Leary, I think just about anyone could pronounce and figure that out. It really wouldn't take a wizard. And if you fucked it up, I'd think you're pretty stupid. Not you specifically, (laughs) but the people out there in the Matrix that are listening to us today. Um, But how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm 
my day is kind of all over the place as well, but uh, doing okay. Cool. So you've been working during this time period, or at least it seemed like it from what we were trying to schedule together and shit. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I, um, I'm a massage therapist, so we did shut down for a bit over the summer, but I've been back to work, and it's been kind of spotty, but we're making it happen. Interesting. So do people have to get tested and shit before they can come get a massage, or how does that work? Not quite. Um, we, as therapists, like we all got tested before returning to work, and we're supposed to be getting tested fairly regularly. But as far as clients go, we're kind of treating it as like I don't know, like how some gyms are operating and just like mm-hmm. taking taking temperature at the door. We have questionnaires, that sort of thing. Yeah, I just switched to a Crunch Fitness this week, and it's been really nice because going to Planet, uh, while very inexpensive, it's amusing as fuck. But at Crunch now, they have a thing on the wall that you have to like put your head in front of and check your temperature when you come yeah. in, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just curious, you know, why my temperature is different every day, but still I don't have COVID or nothing. It's just off by like 0.5 or whatever. I'm assuming like yesterday I was in a bad mood, so maybe that's why I was like a little bit hotter. Yeah. Um, you never fucking know. Being a massage therapist, that's got to be interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'd be very good at it. My hands get crampy. Yeah, that hurts. But all right, first and foremost, you're mad Screamo. And everyone that listens to the show knows that I'm obsessed with Screamo, which is why we're here today, just to talk Mm -hmm. about Screamo shit. So thank you for joining us. It's good to be here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I would say you and your band, which we'll get into how I know the band in just a second. you guys are one of the most authentic or like sincere versions of Screamo in this. I've been predicting for the last three years that Screamo is going to come back and the first band to sound like Drop Dead Gorgeous was going to be huge. And <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, it's not going to come back. No one's going to drunk and look like that and dress like that and do that whole thing again and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you just fucking wait. Just wait. And when you make things so emo, which all the emo nights and all this shit did for a couple of years. Yeah. How can you not go screamo? Like, it's, oh yeah, it's it, just a natural progression. We all miss it, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I'm 31. All of my bangs have fallen out. I can't <laughs> do this. You know what I did once, where I spent more time in the bathroom than my sister, or yeah. shared her pants. Because there was pants, a time, yeah. yeah, where we could. When I was in like seventh or eighth grade, and she was in high school, we could wear the same pair of pants for a while. And it was that's pretty sick. awesome. Um, yeah, you know, because that's really when squats became more important to me. You know, I had to look good in those pants. I didn't want to have that droopy butt. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, that was a good time. I'm like very into, it was the Thursday AFI glass jaw thing that happened that pushed me to want to be in a band and to want to pursue this whole lifestyle of being an adult scene person at this point. Um uh-huh. Are you, I've, I mean, Joey and I and Jason and I are all around the same age. Are you and Sean around the same age as them as well? Yeah, we're, <laughs> Sean and I are exactly four days apart in age. So we're both 28 and I think Joe is like a year younger than us. Jay might be the same. I think we're all more or less the same. Cool. So for yeah. everyone listening, myself and the dr- and the drummer and bassist of God Program, Joey Miranda, we and Jason Quick, we've known each other for like, I don't know, like 10, 15-ish years. Um, 
And Joey used to play drums in this band called Ascensions that was really fucking sick that sounded like Molotov Solution and stuff like that. And then Jason played guitar in a band called I Became the Hero that was a more melodic core style band. Definitely liked Poison the Well and shit like Mm -hmm. that. Which makes sense why they fit in this band so well because particularly the second release for me, I'm having a brain fart at the moment. Um, But that one sounded a little more like Got, or uh, a little more like Poison the Well yeah. and um, Every Time I Die influence. Fucking Fragments of Illusion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, because you've really implemented the singing gradually. Like on the demo, there's like no singing. And now there's no. mad singing and it's sick. Um, big fan of it. Now, what kind of pushed you to, to get that? Was it just having a little more confidence over time or have you been singing more on your own that pushed you to want to do it? Um, no, I think it was more like maybe getting better at just songwriting in general and kind of figuring out ways to structure the singing into that because I've always, you know, I would argue I probably was a better singer when I was younger than I am now, right? Like I did choir and like actually sang for a bit. And so, you know, I've always loved singing, haven't always loved screaming. If anything, the screaming is a newer development, but like wasn't really so sure of myself, like Basically, yeah, just learning how to structure a song and actually, like, listening to more of the bands I like and figuring out how they actually plugged that in there and made it sound a little more seamless and cool. Yeah, which you definitely did. I mean, Fate Sealed with a Glance is Uh a fucking banger. That song is so good. Like, I just had to send it to some friends and be like, yo, check this the fuck out. Like, this is as good as it gets. And it's funny because what brought up this whole like me being all like restoked on you guys was my tour manager and sound guy, Brian, who he's um, in Arizona. He sent your new EP to me and was like, dude, I know you'll love this. I think you know these people. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit. Yeah, this is wild. Um, That's which awesome. You, you've all seemed to take like a pretty like chill approach to just like subtly putting things out you know, yeah. not, um, you know, trying to like overhype the internet shit, which I think is really cool. And I think will kind of play into the style of music that you are, which it's a very authentic version of Screamo versus like, if you, I guess we're oversaturating it with marketing schemes, it wouldn't seem as authentic. I think the only band that can like really pull that aspect of it off right now is like If I Die First, and that's because they're all fucking famous rappers and mm-hmm. shit. So mm-hmm. it's a whole different ball game. Like Lotus has such a following in and of himself that it's yeah. Um, they have like their social media. They're just pros at it. They're so fucking good at it. I mean. I don't know. I they they pull off shit constantly that I just couldn't even consider doing myself. But that's because I'm a meatball and I'm not as trendy, <laughs> cool as those guys. Um, did you ever scream in a band before this band, or what no. inspired the beginning of God Program? Yeah, I've never screamed in any bands before. Um, always been a fan of like obviously heavier music and Sean. So Sean and I have been dating. We've been together for about five and a half years now, lived together, you know, the whole nine. Thanks. Yeah. And so he's been in bands since as long as either of us can remember. I actually knew him. We knew each other when we were like literally 12 years old. So I saw Sean, of course, go through all these kind of like scene to hardcore band phases. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
yeah, and he's been in bands while we dated. He's always at home writing music, and I, I write lyrics, poetry, whatever you want to call it. Like, that's always been kind of my lane, and I don't know. There was just a time that I was like, hey, can you start writing some stuff maybe, like, for me or for us? We can kind of mess around with it and see where it goes, and it just kind of worked out. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you both from Connecticut? Or Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, that's got to be really nice to get to make music with your partner. Um, yeah. I scream at my fiance constantly, like screamo scream, not like scream, uh-huh. like berate her because I'm not that terrible of a person. But um, good, good. You know, I mean, when she deserves it, but no, <laughs> it's, I just practice screamo at her all the time because yeah. it's fun and she allows me to because she's nice. Um, which thanks for letting us switch yesterday. She was, being a beast and moving around our whole bedroom the other day, and I think she just like pulled something in her hip. Yeah, is she doing something. okay? Did she have to go and get any uh, medical attention, or she just kind of strained it? She's just chilling on it for a couple of days, and if it's still bothering her, she's going to. But it was just she like moved around uh-huh. the bed and shit all by herself. Um, oh man. And- like, not like women can't go move a bed by themselves. Everyone listening who's like, oh my God, how could you even share that? But, um, <laughs> It's, I think it's, uh, she just like pulled something. She just needs a couple days to chill. But she, you know, we live in Brooklyn, so it's not like I'm going to make her like walk to the freaking subway and like have to take the train and all this shit. Uh, like, yeah. you know, because I'm lazy and I have a car, so I'll just drive her to work and pick her up. Cause word, word. It's cold too. It's cold as fuck. I don't want to deal with that I shit. Know. If I wouldn't want to do it, I don't think she would. So we just roll like that. But um, that's really nice that you get to write and be with Sean. He's mega handsome. I like his hair. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll pass that on to him. It's like that effortlessly, like, smooth-looking straight hair. Like, I assumed he's probably never t- had to touch a flat iron in his life. Like, it just looks good. Yeah, but. no, he doesn't even brush it. I really don't know how he pulls it off. He, Like you said, he's just got those real smooth hairs. Like, my shit naturally is super curly and fucking kinky and weird and he's just like yeah rocking that hair 24 7 that's pretty cool yeah i i had to always whip out the flat iron and i always just wanted to have the hair like that but whatever that's what happens <laughs> when you're just a hot guy so go sean <laughs> and he's also mad screamo it seems yeah. like he just he pulls out the tricks on the final song of the record each time and comes in to surprise yep. everyone. Um, yep. And I definitely hear that like kind of um, with his scream. It's it it I don't know. It hits this like eighteen visionsy kind of thing for me. I yeah. Don't know. And I fucking love it. I'm all about it. It's really cool. When you guys perform those songs live, the ones that he sings on, do you play any instruments or do you both take the mic or how does that work out? Does he do it while playing guitar still? Yeah, um, that's that's an interesting question. Um, we've had to really kind of work at that because on the last uh, release, Fragments of Illusion, he had, you know, basically his own song where, again, I came in with like backing vocals and he was really... Um, reticent to like do that live he's not very comfortable playing guitar and screaming or singing both at once but I think all of us in the band have like really pushed him to do it because he can I think it's just a fear um yeah naturally and it is hard I mean yeah it's hard so for that one in particular like we obviously haven't played any of these new ones live but with the last one there was a part that picked up a little bit it gets a little faster and he's like, Hey, can you just sing this part? And it worked out. Like we just swap parts around, which is part of okay. like 
which is part of the magic of our band. I think I, I genuinely want it to be like a two vocalist band. You never know what's coming. It's not solely like a main, you know, vocals and a backing vocals. Like, yes, it's kind of like I'm 30 like nights of violence. Sing one of my songs one day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that band 30 nights of violence? The, like, yeah. new, the person who drums in that, I guess, drums in Code Orange now and shit. But I loved how they had, like, you know, a lead front person, but still two other people in the band provide vocals. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. And it's the right <laughs> moments and the right times. And it's really sick. I would love to hear Sean's vocals implemented more throughout the songs, like throughout the whole thing, rather than just like mm-hmm. a track of his at the end. But mm-hmm. I do really, really enjoy his voice a lot. But. Respect to having to play guitar and do that. I mean, even chug patterns and screaming are really fucking hard, and people don't realize that, that it will yeah. throw off your rhythm. But that's why I play bass, because it's way easier. <laughs> and I can just do stupid stuff. Um, but how did you end up linking up with Joey and Jason? How do you know them? Um, so Sean, Sean definitely <laughs> knew Joey for a while, I think just through shows and things like that. It's actually a funny story how they met. I'm pretty sure, like, Joe uh, knocked Sean out once at like this is hardcore, and they just kind of became acquainted after that or something. That sounds fitting. Joey is yeah, a he, mosher. He can, yeah, he can tell the story better than I can. But um, so he's known Joe for a while, and Joe's obviously known Jay for a while. And then Nick, our uh, our guitarist, has been in some of those bands I mentioned with Sean when they were like thirteen year olds. Cool. So he looks kind of yeah. like Greg Pucciato from fucking Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh man, I don't think we've ever gotten that one before. Yeah, you can tell him that. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. But it's cool. Yeah, I mean the band shreds. I mean they've definitely got chemistry, and there had to be you know some cohesion there in order to pull something off that, mm-hmm. in essence, to I think what it is is to a lot of people, right? Like they would hear a band like this and be like, oh, they're trying to do something like yeah, versus they're of that age and ilk where they just naturally create this in and of yeah. themselves. And it's an authentic and sincere version of the genre versus, you know, just trying to fucking do it. Yeah. And it makes exactly. Sense. No, I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad you, uh, you recognize that. It's not like we're trying to like draw on something that we weren't around for. It's basically just us playing music that like we like used to like whatever. And Hoping well, it works out. <laughs> and I think that's why the singing kind of hits as hard as it does on this release is because I didn't necessarily expect it that much where I've definitely like followed the band. I like the music. Check it out. Like, but then like Fate Sealed, like that's a heater of a track. And I like that this recording too. I don't, have you recorded with the same person each time or has it been different people? Um, we've switched up a little bit, but we did record Fragments of Illusion with the same guy who did this one, Nick Balmore from, a uh, Dexter's Lab Recording. Okay, because yeah. it definitely, it, there's a little bit more of a high gloss on this recording yeah. versus Fragments, which I enjoy. Yeah. I'm, like, I want to see it, personally, I want to see it with that direction where I think with this style of music, oh, it's easy to hear it presented as something that would sound like it came out in 2005 versus when you hear something like this now like have you heard the band static dress Mm, no i keep seeing the name i haven't heard them at all okay they're sick and it's another band that's 
really, really hitting the mark of doing, um, it's a little bit more under oathy style uh-huh. of like post hardcore stuff. Um, like the beginning under oathy shit, cool, but cool. it just brings you right back to that time period, but it has this really nice high gloss on it. And it's cool hearing bands write that style of music with today's more modern style of recording, just because yeah. it's something that I've never heard before. And it makes it that much, um, I guess, at first, it's a little jarring, but it is very ear-pleasing. And um, I'm a fan. So you should check them out. I think you'll like them. I've talked about that band a fuck ton on the show because I have a really big crush on their singer. He looks like the singer of All American Rejects, but he screams in a screamo <laughs> band. It's fucking sick. It's funny. Uh, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at them right now on Spotify, and I was gonna say he looks like him or just like Killian Murphy, kind of. But yeah, they look yeah. sick. I like their uh, aesthetic. Yeah, and he does all of Ollie does all the like videos and edits them and like comes up with the whole marketing scheme and it's just it was one of the smartest and most well presented bands of the year for me where they went just came out of nowhere and I was like, Oh, you're gonna be one of my favorite bands and I've said it before, but if I could buy stock in them, I would. <laughs> um, which maybe someday that'll be a thing. Everyone can just invest in bands versus signing to a label. Right, uh, that'd be sweet. What's the What's the future look like with God Program? All right, because you've been in school, right? As far yeah. as I've harassed Joey a few times, being like, "All right, what's the deal with the band? When <sighs> yeah, can we pump yeah. some steroids into it? What's going on?" And so you've been in school. Is Sean also in school? No, Sean's not in school, but um, he he works like a very normie nine to five type job. Uh, I think most of us kind of do at this point versus like, you know, me, I've been in been in school while working one to two jobs at any given moment. Nick just, you know, had a baby, got married. We're all doing like super adult like life shit. And so without sounding like I've, I've had this question come by so many times, like, where are you guys trying to go? What are you guys trying to do? And like, in the least, I want to sound like <laughs> not arrogant whatsoever saying this, but like I, I'm not saying that like I think we should get things for doing nothing or anything like that. But like we don't really have the potential to go very far just given like where we're at. We can't really go on tour much. We can't like promote ourselves the way we'd like. So it's like my vision for this band could like start and end here and I'd be totally happy with it. But it's it's kind of disheartening to have to turn some things down because we are just like obviously all doing a million other things. If that makes sense. Oh, it does. It makes total sense. I mean, it's definitely a conversation I've had (coughs) with people before. And I think it's the difference of being in a really good band when you're, you know, 25 to 28 versus when you're 20. And you're, you got college loans you have Carl, you start to have a partner that you're going to be with for a long time. You build a family, all these kinds of things that definitely make it difficult. Like for instance, the, one of the guitar players in fit for a King, he has three children, but he doesn't tour because of it. He just does the writing and the music videos and then just can't hit the road with us. And it's, amazing. I love it. I mean, I love his kids and I love his family, but it definitely stinks. He can't be on the road, but it's a necessary element where once you yeah. become a father or parent and get into that type of life, you can't fucking do it. So congratulations to your guitar player, first and foremost, on becoming a father. Um, yeah. That's a blessing for sure. So that's awesome. But yeah, your your band has this undeniable thing where 
it's not the hardest sell in the world. Like, you know, with, for instance, with Featured X, the website that I own, which anyone, if you're looking for a feature on a song, guitar player, mm -hmm. singer, bassist, anything, go check it out, FeaturedX.com, boom. I listen to unsigned bands through our applications every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And I talk to a lot of them, and a lot of them ask, well, how can I get my band to be big? How can I get my band to be popular? What do I need to do? Is the name cool enough? Are we marketable? All these questions that mm -hmm. essentially, you know, everyone wants to be like a knocked loose, but not everybody has that undeniable it factor that just comes with it. And it wasn't forced where your band has this undeniable hit factor. Like you guys are just sick. Your band is great. You guys look fucking cool. Like people would be into it. It's not like one of those things that you would show to a label and they'd be like, oh, this band sucks. I don't get why you're showing this to me. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, because there's, that happens a lot where you have bands that are in the middle where mm -hmm. they've got good music. They're cool. They don't necessarily have it all figured out yet. And my band was one of those bands where we were very middle of the road, figuring it out. We had some traction, but not a ton of traction, you know, People think it's interesting, but it takes time where, you know, your band, you could take it, pump some steroids into it, and it would be really interesting to see what happens. But that takes a ton of dedication that, like, when you're a father, you probably don't want to be on the road for six months of the year. Exactly. Especially exactly. when you're not going to make any fucking money at the beginning. <laughs> right. But, no, that's, that's a good point. Well, it's super interesting. I mean, I think it's one of the things that I've wanted to like talk to Joe about more be just because I'm so enamored with the project. But would you do like a mind force approach where you just play festivals here and there, play some shows here and there and keep it really exclusive? Because like mind force and incendiary mm -hmm. have both done that where they are yeah. people that are adults that have lives, but they've made their bands really successful. Yeah, no, completely. I, I have a lot of respect and like admiration for how they make that work for them. Um, because essentially, like that would be sweet for us. I know I speak for myself when I say that, but like, I'm not crazy about like playing a ton of shows. Like I'm really into writing music, recording music, having like a look, an image that we're trying to build up. That to me is very gratifying. So just playing like, you know, a cool fest or like a one off show here and there a couple times, few times a year is like a plus for me. It is time for the Mid-Row Mosh! Hi, everyone. How are you? It's time for the Mid-Row Mosh. Let's fucking go. Do you want to work with your favorite artist, maybe a vocalist for a sick feature like Callan Quinn of Sleeping With Sirens or Shane Told from Silverstein? Need some extra shred on that song you're writing? Maybe Nick Nocturnal from Termina or Dan Sugarman from Ice Nine Kills should sweep all over it. Maybe what you need are the beefiest and best live or MIDI drums ever created for that record that you've been working on. You could hit up Tanner Wayne from In Flames or Austin Archie from Lorna Shore. You can go to FeaturedX.com and share your music with some of the best in the scene. It takes just a few minutes and you may get to collaborate with your favorite artist. Go now to FeaturedX.com and create the ultimate song. Do it now, you bitch! If you don't, you're just your stuff's not going to be as good because that's what I said. It won't be as good unless you work with one of these people. I'm just kidding, but I have done it myself. Like even look, the freaking we had Rio from 
Crystal Lake on our uh, last record, and now you can get him on the site. See, I'm not trying to like be a dick. I'm trying to like give out and help y'all to do the things that I like to do for myself. We've had Levi on the song. I haven't gotten Jake on the fucking website yet, though. But I wish Jake, if you're listening, stop lifting weights and come join Featured X. I'm just kidding. I've asked him, guys. He's just too busy because he has a sick new gym. Congrats on your gym, Jake. All right, I'm gonna stop ranting. Uh, this is a really good one though marla picked it but i have been listening to this band a little bit um even though i can't pronounce the name for shit i mean i don't think anyone would really be surprised but yeah i've never taken a fucking french class i did take spanish in high school and i cheated on the regents and i still hardly passed um but it worked out for me i got through it so yeah uh the band is called L'Exquisite Dolaire, I think, is how you say it, but I'm not really sure. It means the exquisite pain in French. It's pretty hard to pronounce. I don't know if you've never taken a French class, but whatever. I tried my best. I hope you all appreciated it. This band is absolutely incredible, although they've only released two songs. So that may be a bold statement, but I I like bold statements. Um they're from Broward County, Florida, like Bloodbather, and I believe the Afterlife fellas, maybe, or at least some of them are from that area, um, except for Tristan, because he's from fucking Texas. This single was mixed and mastered by Salem from Bloodbather. Salem from Bloodbather, which I didn't know they could do. And honestly, it sounds fucking awesome. Really, it's a lot different from Bloodbather. So I. I'm just really nice to hear them mix something that's a lot different. I don't know if they self-produce the Bloodbather stuff, but I will have to check. Overall, it sounds fucking fantastic. I'm really into it. This is everything that I like in a band. It's a little bit of Taking Back Sunday, a little My Chem, a little Finch. It's just early 2000s, emo, screamo. It's perfect. Here we go. Corpse Party by Exquisite Dolaire.
sick. I I yeah. definitely vibe with that. I mean, it's nice to see little um, trickles of like having, you know, I saw a couple of people posting about it on Facebook and shit like that. I don't know. And posting mm-hmm. that the EP is out and stuff like that. So I definitely think you're building it properly where it can um, kind of culminate this like really interesting following where you don't have to do the rigmarole like the rest of us yeah. and run out and play a bunch of shows and convince people to like them. Um, right. Right. Cause we're just so desperate. The rest of us, we're just out here. We're like, fuck, like buy my t-shirt for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, I, I won't wanna... get to have my food right now. Um, exactly. It's pretty fun, but it is rough. Uh, it sucks at first. Now it's cool. So I don't have to worry about it as much, you know, because it worked out, I guess, to some extent. But that, that shit is a pain in the ass. And but my, I guess my band, so like they they did a lot of the bullshit before I joined. Like they got signed and put a record out, and then I joined. So I didn't have to like go out on tour with them and not make any money and like die and be poor and starve and shit. It was pretty nice. Um, so thanks, guys. I appreciate you. You're pretty cool. Um, I miss it. I would love to play at least one show right now. But, you know, I guess it would probably make it even worse. You know, play one gig and then not. Well, you don't even want to. I know. Never mind. You would be like, no, I'll play one show and then be fine because you don't want to tour. I'm like, give me 60 in a row. I don't even care anymore. In 110 degree Phoenix weather, warp tour, fucking in a van. That would be great. I'll do it. Um but uh, Sean, with his past bands, did he do the touring thing and stuff like that? He did kind of like low-key, like weekend things here and there. I don't think he had ever been on like a full-fledged tour with any of his bands. What were they but, called? Um, any of his projects? Oh, man. So he was in Violence to Fade. He was in um, Zero Hour more recently. Kind of just like There's hardcore. some hard outfit. band names. Yeah, prior to that, so he had some of his own bands where, like, he was kind of the the main dude. He was in Downpour. He had... um, I've heard of that one. Downpour, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then he had Slave State, which was, like, a straight-up kind of... Oh, that was with Joey, too. Yeah, yeah, that, like, death metal thing. That was really cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's also an extremely hard band name. Yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Yeah, what uh, what's the idea behind God Program as a name? Yeah, so uh, I guess it's like a, I don't want to say a double entendre or anything like that, but like God Program, if you know at all about like AI, right, artificial intelligence, there's this concept of like a God Program that is this like supreme brain that controls us or what have you. And without being too like, sci-fi with it because when I first had when I first jotted that down as like a note and showed it to Sean I think he was like why is it so like why are you taking this weird like techie kind of like science angle with it and I'm like oh I didn't really see it that way at all it's more of just the concept of like I don't know full disclosure like I suffer from mental illness right and so there's a lot of times where I feel like I personally am like controlled by something outside of myself so Mm -hmm. I kind of resonated with that with that concept in a way and just thought thought it sounded pretty sick yeah it does sound sick and it's very cool and I well I didn't know if it was like something along the lines of that or like a play against uh any like religious pretense you know what I mean um right right but no I like that that's very cool and speaking on the mental illness thing 
this whole time period has been so awakening for me in the sense of when, you know, when I was younger, like when I first joined my band, stuff like that, you talk about um, life experiences and relate it to mental illness or what I thought was depression or anxiety or anything like that, which was really just residuals of I did drugs. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like actually anything manifest. It's like, yes, person dies, you get sad, you probably put too many things in your nose, and like that's why you're bummed out, you idiot. Like it's yeah, not yeah. that you're fucking depressed. You did that. And now from this time period, I'm I've experienced some things, you know, with ac- having actual anxiety or like a a panic attack. I I mm-hmm. think it was or whatever. Um, cause that's the thing is you don't, I don't even know how or what it is. It just happens and you can't even describe it. And that's what made me really click where I was like, man, as someone in music who's like discussed these things, I think I've really done a disservice because I didn't truly understand any of it. And that doesn't hurt to talk to a kid after a show and talk to them about how they're feeling and stuff like that. But yeah, I think now experiencing something like this will help me to maybe relate just a little bit more because what I thought I understood, I truly have no understanding of. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to... Now I get the feeling of when something takes that, like what you're relating to with your the title of your band, where when I want it to go away, I couldn't just go to the gym and make it go away or go smoke some pot and make it go away. This is what everyone was talking about. This is real depression or this is real anxiety. And man, is it a bitch? I am not a fan. Oh no, big time. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a real challenge for me. I think uh, overall I've tried to be a, I think I'm a pretty positive, fun person. I don't really, I'm very glass half full. I should say. And yeah, this will really hurt you and bring you down and make you like feel debilitated to a, a sense, but it's making me appreciate my good days a lot better, a lot more. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I hear you. It kind of helps you build up that resilience too and just have like a more mature outlook, like you said, sharing perspectives with others, you know, for better or for worse. It kind of, it does help you grow a bit. Yeah, and I'm really immature, so it's very helpful. Um, (laughs) I'm definitely a slow-grow person. Like, I Uh was definitely a couple years behind, like, in maturity, like, as I've been growing up. And now, as a 30-year-old man, it's definitely something that I've been trying to come to grips with and, like, rationalize Mm. and my uh downfalls a little bit you know and yeah. it's, it's been helpful i i think touring with a bunch of other dudes helps too because you can't go screaming at everybody all the time and i've definitely done that once or twice so um trying to make that a little bit smoother in the future and now <laughs> after you have everything taken away from you i am not gonna yell at anybody on tour for any reason because i'm just gonna be fucking thankful i'm there um, right. Go into it with like a clean, clean mindset. How much time do you have left in school? Um, qu- uh, Quite a bit, actually. So I, I just finished up doing a bachelor's degree like this semester, pretty much. And now I'll be starting a two year master's program in May. So oh, wow. two more years. Yeah. Two more solid years. That's pretty cool. Um, did you start school uh, a little bit later? Have you been like, kind of like pursuing different things throughout this whole time period? Um, cause you said, yeah, be that you're 28. I'm just curious. 
Yeah, no, totally. Um, so kind of like fresh out of high school, I was accepted to go to college. I was going to be doing this physical therapy program. That was my, that was my intent kind of had, you know, again, a little bout of, uh, depression or what have you before that started. So I decided, no, college, not for me. I'm not going to do it. I like legit didn't even do one semester. And I kind of like swore off higher education altogether. But um, I knew I wanted to do something, obviously. So that's when I went to massage therapy school. That was two years. I've been obviously practicing that for years now. And then just three years ago, I was like, hey, I need I need like a formal degree here. So I kind of like rushed this bachelor's degree looking back I don't even know how I did it with like two jobs I just got a bachelor's yeah, degree in like the insane. blink of an eye yeah it's been wild I think I kind of function under pressure pretty well so I just pushed through with it and now got accepted into like my dream grad program that's so cool yeah Good for you Thank you. Man. It's exciting. Yeah, congratulations. That's a that's a lot to take on. I can't really imagine having to work. I mean, I just hear stories of my fiance when she was in school just having to work the whole time in general in order yeah. to like, eat and shit. And I was like, that sounds awful. And now looking at her loans, we're like, man, it's still fucking awful. <laughs> but I know, she has like a job she loves, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but that's really that's cool that you've gotten to be able to push yourself through that and still uh, achieve. You know, the yeah. whole idea is achieving what you want in life, and you know that's all that really matters at the end of the day, regardless of how screamo or screamo you aren't. <laughs> um, you exactly. Know. Yeah. Are are do you think that we'll get releases pretty regularly from the band, or maybe like some music videos to go along with this record? Any other content that you're planning on putting out? Man, I would love to do a music video. Um, I mean, I think it would be cool to do one for this release, too. It just kind of has, like, a good feel to it. And I would be totally open to that. We definitely don't have anything, like, in the works or planned for it yet. Um, we've got, like, some physical, you know, releases coming out. And that's about all we've got, really, in motion at the moment. Or are you printing it on something or just CDs or vinyl? Yeah, or yeah. We've got, we've got some a couple tapes. I think one tape run coming out in the UK, which is pretty sweet. Um, and then we've got, yeah. And then Bitter Melody is doing CDs for us as well as um, he went in on it with another label guy friend of his. And we're going to be getting some uh, vinyl too. No shit. Yeah, which was really unexpected because I know it's like super expensive to do seven inches and things like that. So we really didn't even, it wasn't in the cards at all. It is then, a pain in the butt. It is not fun. Um, yeah, I especially don't really to know. do like the big the seven inches I it's a little bit easier because you don't have to do um uh as big of a quantity like a lot of these yeah. printing places when you're doing vinyl because I've been wanting to do it for my side project but you have to print 500 of them we're like yeah we're not gonna sell 500 vinyl like no right. <laughs> so um maybe someday we will but that's cool I can't wait to snag it then is yeah. there still anything up on the merch store? Because I was looking that you guys did have, you put out like a hoodie and like a ringer tee and shit a while ago. But Yeah, we've got some stuff like hanging around. I'm literally sitting right now next to our heap of uh, of like odds and ends merch that we have left. So whatever's there we have, it's like, you know, weird one-off sizes, but we do have some stuff left. We had not designed or printed any merch for this release 
I think because we uh, we should we really should we had sat on it musically for so long like we um we wrote it over a year ago did some pre-pro like tried recording it once didn't really work out COVID happened we couldn't really you know this all just came together finally like suddenly but also after after having been sitting on it for so long at the same time so we were just like get it out like let's post it as quick as we can and the rest will come soon thereafter but it, it would be cool our merch usually does pretty well i have a good time making it and selling it so that's always fun do you make the designs yourself um some of them some of them I do. Sean's definitely helped out with some. I had a friend of mine who's an artist and illustrator kind of draw up one of our shirts. But I do a good amount of it, like covers and stuff, just at home myself. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I yeah. can't draw for shit and I can't make designs. Um, my fiance, she went to art school, so she's super artistic with that stuff. Like she made this cool diorama for our first EP and stuff like that. But Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I try to get her to do things for me because she has fantastic talent, and I love her. But um, that's nice that you get to do that shit. Um, does Sean help you with the designing? Is it like a tag team thing where you're like, yeah. are like building an aesthetic together, essentially? He uh, helps. It, it's usually like I have these grandiose ideas that I can't really execute properly, so I like try to throw something together and then get super frustrated and like throw my laptop at him and have him work on it for a little bit and then I take over. It's definitely a back and forth kind of thing. No, that's cool. And y'all are friends with the wrist meat razor people, possibly. I think I saw like yeah. uh, your friends with Justin, which I had him on the show a while ago. Um, it would be cool if y'all played a show together. I would go. That would be nice. Yeah, it it would be sweet if we did that again. Actually, they um the one tour that we went on was with them and Heaven's Die. They kind of brought us out on that. So no shit, that's sick. Yeah. Well, of course I would miss out on that. I wasn't hip to the noise back then, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, risk me. I've been really into them. Justin was just so much fun to have on the show. That yeah, it was mm -hmm. really nice. But. Yeah, so you have done like a small run as a band then. Yeah. And that's Heaven's Die is also a sick fucking band. Yeah, we love them. We had a great time. That was definitely like the most we've ever done. I think it was like 10 days, something like that. It was like just over a week, I think. Um, but then aside from that, yeah, we've just kind of played like scattered shows here and there. Did you like it? I liked it. I liked it. It, it was like the dead of winter i think it was like january or february or something like that so it was like miserably cold probably not the best initiation to a touring experience no um, winter tour sucks yeah just like loading shit in and out your hands are like cracking and bleeding but um it, it was cool overall though it was just you don't have to like, lo you don't have to load in your singer so I, I, I try That's to nonsense. help I know. And at the time I had my keyboard, I was really like bringing the keyboard around a lot, which is like this bulky, like digital piano, essentially. It's huge. So that was annoying to say the least. But Are you not playing it live anymore? Because I mean, the new stuff, I don't think, I guess just in, you could play it in incantation yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. So I played an incantation song and I don't believe I put it in any of the other songs. I've kind of been like, I don't want to say phasing it out because ideally I'd like to incorporate it even more, but it causes me immense amounts of stress. So I'm like trying to set limits for myself because there's nothing I would hate more than like writing something sick, putting it on the recording and then just like letting people down, not being able to play it live. So 
try but that's to a nice challenge to have to just practice it and be yeah. able to play it live you know I think, for sure for sure you know it's a good good little bar to set for yourself but did what in writing incantation song did you ever consider it being longer and like getting heavy again at the end or has it always just been where it ends yeah it, it was actually like two different things we had it written completely different to start with and I don't know. The guys weren't weren't super jazzed on how it turned out. I think we all were kind of demoralized. And so they kind of like rewrote it last minute. And um, it's definitely, I think, I thought it was a little shorter. Sean was like, no, it's the same length. But I think the first one we had more of what you're explaining, like kind of a build up, like a heavier part. And it kind of broke down into <laughs> the softer part. But um, Well, I love, I, I, I love the way it is as like right now and the way that it's presented. I think it's beautiful and it's perfect. It was just, it's interesting, it leaves you on this cliff where you're, like, yeah. about to jump off and you just hear, yeah. like, you just hear the drums pop, 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 doom, 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 you know, just come in really heavy and guitars driving, you hit, keep singing. Because the vocals are just so eerie mm-hmm. in that song. And it's so simple. I mean, you sing, like, four lines. Yeah. But it's just, it's perfect. It's so well put together. Um I'm trying to think of the exact line that I was bugging out on before because I went and listened to the whole discography again this morning, which for everyone listening, you can get through it in about an hour, 20, 20 minutes. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, not much um, time commitment there. Yeah, which I really do enjoy, to be honest. Like, I I don't um, – there's sometimes I like a record in and of itself that's like an hour long if it's – you know, something really, you know, explosions in the sky or red uh-huh. sparrows, some shit like that. But overall, I, you know, give me the heaters. I like a good yeah. three minute song. I'm all about hear, that yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, that song's fucking fantastic. I would love to hear even more of that, you know. But I guess when you're only getting, the nice part is I love EPs. I love short releases and singles because then you just, make makes you want more. And if you wrote it a year ago, that means that, or over a year ago, that means that y- y'all should go make some more. Hook yeah, for sure, for sure. We're definitely going to start writing some new stuff. Okay, sweet. Um, but like you said, at the moment, there's no plans for any more uh, media or anything like in regards to this release? Yeah, nothing solid. But also, like I said, it's not, there's no opposition to it. It's just like, man, it's been such an insane year, an insane season. Like, everything's just been a whirlwind. So it'd be hard to like rope us all together to even have that discussion. Yeah, that's certainly been the biggest challenge of this time period where, because even at first, when it all happened, like I was releasing the record for. Um, my side project, Offroad Minivan, with the record Swan Dive out now on Tooth & Nail Records, where I needed to do promos and shit like that. And I was being really stubborn. And then everyone was like, dude, like, we can't, we can't do this. And I was just I like, know. but it's my debut record. And they're like, <laughs> we can't do promos. I was like, all right. Fine. And it was a challenge, but it's it really has been a hindrance for music. That's why I'm so in love with seeing the way that individuals have been able to uh, work on their own. Even as silly as things like TikTok that have taken off, um, mm-hmm. you know, people have had to put a lot of individual focus on themselves, which can be really reflective and good as long as you're not a fucking narcissistic emo ego monster out there. But 
Absolutely. Um, which I'm just talking about myself. Like, let's be <laughs> real. Um, but um, um, where's that fucking lyric? There you- okay, you do say more than four lines. Um, yeah, just barely, though. I, it might be five. <laughs> yeah. No, when you say um, the purify my cries line, that uh-huh. shit's epic as fuck. It's so good. And I guess that's just like we were saying before with the band is it's so interesting where if this thing does catch, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. I want as many people to listen to this as possible. How it's just, it's filled with hits. How can they not love this and then want to really, really follow it and fall into it? It's fantastic. I appreciate that so much. No doubt. No, go make some more. Give me some more, please. It's just it's it's interesting. I think your your singing was just very shocking, and uh, it was a nice little delight. Um, <laughs> Italian neo realism—that's what your influences are. <laughs> I kind of whipped that one up. Uh, haven't yeah, changed like, that in a few years. Y'all are witty, but it stands true. Yeah, that this all uh, is still pretty relevant. I'm looking here at what I wrote for that. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love it. I just love looking at this picture. Jason hasn't fucking changed in 10 years. No, that's <laughs> Joey. Joey just grew a mustache and got lots of tattoos and kept beating people up. Um, yeah. I've just been watching him mosh for so long. He's always, him, Kyle Duffy, and Zach Berger are always just beating the fucking shit out of people and moshing. I was too. Yeah, I, I like put sweaters on and I didn't really mosh very much. I didn't. No. I got, I don't know. One time I broke my nose and then like one other time I got into a fight and I got this dent in my cheekbone. I was just Oof. like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. Like, why do you guys do this all the time? I'd still mosh sometimes, but I didn't get in fights. I don't, I'm not trying to be a tough guy. But yeah. I think Joe was doing jujitsu or some shit before this COVID time really? period too, if I was right. I could be making that up. Maybe I'm just gonna make up some shit about Joey Miranda right now. Yeah, all that'd right. be sick. You want all right, you wanna help me out? So Joey has a black belt in jujitsu. Yep, and yep. um he also knows sign language fluently. And we'll be coming out with a SoundCloud release this year, um <laughs> called Mdo. Oh man, I can't even top that one. What else do we got? He he uh he's been studying to be an astronaut in case you didn't know as well. Just like that actually would be sick. Imagine yeah, that. And he might be heading up to Mars next year. I think after this year, I could possibly be an astronaut because I haven't really seen a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe I can handle We're all it. All kind of conditioned for it now. Yeah, you know, and you've had the mask on, which maybe that's almost like a yep. helmet. Um, yep. Yeah. Low oxygen conditions, maybe. That would be pretty cool. But the reality is that space doesn't exist. The Earth is flat. There's, you know, the firmament, and you can't get beyond the firmament. So, like, the thing is the stars and the moon and the sun, they're all within the firmament, right? And they're just, like, rotating, and but they're not because, like, you know, the Earth is flat. Exactly. There you go. That's a science lesson for everybody today. Yeah, we just figured it out for you guys. So uh... Yeah. No, I follow, I follow these Flat Earth groups on Facebook. Oh, man. It's really fun. For anyone out there, the you should do it and go see some of the things that were posted. Because if you look at Twitter and you think people are really fucking dumb, join a Flat Earth group and you'll oh, feel man. so much better. <laughs> but, you know, I do. I believe it. And there's, you know, the reptilian people and 
all the what have you. Yeah. Good stuff. You Do you believe the earth is flat? You know, I'm not really sold one way or the other. I guess I'm a bit of a skeptic. So uh, until somebody convinces me. Okay. So do you have any... <laughs> you know, I'll send you some stuff. I'll send you some links and we'll go, you know. Like, what can I say? I believe pretty heavily in astrology. So I guess anything is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there, know. you know, that's just... It's gas in the sky that you just... Exactly. Not even real. You don't even know. Like, carbon stuff and emissions and the gas coming from toxic things people burn garbage that makes a star that's what charlie on it's always sunny said uh-huh uh-huh uh, so there we go yeah i uh i've also said this before on the show but yeah i failed two of the science regences in high school so oh um, man just as like a prerequisite for all of my science knowledge i mean i retook them and passed them after but initially i failed them and, uh, yeah, I was going to say, this is not my lane of science, and I, I fuck pretty heavy with science, but okay. the astrophysics stuff, man, physics in general, not, right. not thing. Hopefully I inspired you a little bit today, and now you're going to go and become a flat earther, and it'll be really good for you, honestly. Maybe Sean will yeah. be into it, too. Maybe he's been thinking about it this whole time, and he just yeah, didn't we'll have the guts to talk thing. to you about it. That would be cool. Could um, be. Yeah, maybe your dog will be a flat earther, whatever. <laughs> like it, it's anything is possible. Um, true. Do we have an idea of when the uh, seven inch will come out? Yeah, so we have. I don't know exactly what they're doing. It's going to be like a. Um, I'm not too familiar with this or records in general, but it's like going to be music on one side and an image on the other. So that. Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be sweet, I think. Um, and I think probably like a couple months from now, I know these things take a very long time. There's like a six to eight week backup with the plant. And then, I don't know, we're looking at like sometime mid-spring, I think. Sweet. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it generally takes like three months for them to like prep and print everything. Yeah, that's how it seems. So, Cool. That'll be awesome. And what's the label that's putting that out, or what store can people get it through when it's available? Um, I think it'll be through Bitter Melody. Um, I know he's doing it with, like I said, another guy who does a label. I'm not too familiar with him or his side of things, but I think you you could be able to get it through Bitter Melody. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Will do. And what's the? Do you have a big cartel still up with the leftovers that you're sitting next to and shit? Um, we just have what's up on our band camp. That's got like everything we have left for merch. Okay. So for everyone listening, godprogram.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. They have cool hoodies and shit. And I always like a good ringer tee because I always wanted yeah. to be Kenny Vasoli from the starting line from that first yeah. video. Yeah. Oh, that one video. Oh, yeah, I know. Best of Me or whatever. that one often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to be him so hard. That's why I play bass and sing in a band. Um, awesome. Except for he, you know, just remained ever so handsome and fantastic. And then his mm -hmm. hair is still great. They saw, For everyone out there, they just did these really cool um, live at Studio 4 performances where they did their three records front to back. You should go and buy the ticket and watch them because I'm pretty sure that you still can. So go check that out. But, um, well, I can't wait to get the 7-inch. I'm going to go have to snag a hoodie or something myself off the site. Um, 
But anything else that we need to link up with the people, get them hype on, or uh, we're just waiting for the seven inch. Just kind of waiting on these things, yeah. That's that's about it. But that's y'all's mo. That's we're just yeah. either gonna sneak attack you with a record. Exactly. And, but I like it. I'm a fan. I wish I had the gusto to do that, but I need people's attention too much. Where I have to be like, I'm gonna tease this, and you're gonna tell me that you're so <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. See, it's funny because I I wish I was better at that sort of thing. Like I think the other you know, our other band members are like, are we going to like hype this up at all? Are we going to post anything? And I'm like, I, I didn't even consider it. No, we're just going to drop this the morning of like, Hey, Merry Christmas. Um, I think, I think it's cool both ways though. Like there's definitely appeal to taking it from either angle, I think. And we're just going to run with what works for us until it doesn't. Yeah, no, I think that's a really cool and smart approach. And I think that as Things become so regular where they did with music for so long and everyone's, we're going to put out a record every 18 months and we're going to hype it and we're going to put out three singles and then blah, blah, blah. It's nice to see a change because I think, you know, contracts are going to change, bands releases are changing, people are going to continue to emulate hip hop more, more collaborations, more singles. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense to do it the old way. I know. So we'll see. I'll probably still keep doing it the old way. Who knows? I'll talk all this shit about it on my show and then not even have the nuts to do it myself. But maybe I will. We'll see, everybody. Next up on the next episode of Fit for a King, do they continue to put out records? Dun-dun-dun-dun. Yes. Yeah, we will. Because I fucking love albums. That's the problem. I'm I'm too old school because I like can't mm-hmm. like a band unless I like the whole the whole record. Like Manchester no, Orchestra, that. Black Mile of the Surface. That shit's fucking perfect, front to back. You can just like it. Worship and Tribute by Glassjaw. Full Collapse by Thursday. Shit's fucking perfect. Like, you can't... I need a full album of perfection in order for me to, like, cult love a band. But Yeah. I, I'm probably right there with you, honestly. I never really think of it in those terms, but I, I'm probably with you on that. It's nice to have a whole collection and just to, like... Not that it has to be a concept album per se, but to like yeah. explore the concept and the mood that like what was the band going through when they wrote this collection of songs. It's it's just very interesting. Yeah, I think I'll always be a fan of bands for, you know, songs or singles, right? But I'll love a band because of a CD and or a record, you know, something that exactly. just at that time period struck me and was like, yep, that was my just the thing I listened to for an entire year and I have a ton of memories with it, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am pleased to add God program to that list and to continue to spin this because it really is fantastic. Um, for everyone out there, please go anywhere that you can Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp. Go listen to God program forever lasts another year. It's so fucking good. You will, I guarantee you like it because that's what I said. That's it. That's how it goes. But. It's an um, Marla, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. And uh, thanks for, you know, doing it and hanging out. Shout out to Joe for hooking it up and making it happen. But um, I wish you all, you all the best, and I can't wait to hear more God Program. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was good to talk all this out. Um, yeah, and thanks for spreading the word. Of course. Hold on one second, and I'll let you go properly off the air. All right. All right, that was the show. 
Okay, everybody, thank you for tuning in again this week. It was a Super Screamo show. Marla, thank you for joining me today, and thanks for writing some great tunage. Joey and Jason, if you hear this, I love you. I miss you. I hope you're doing well. Also, check out Joey's other band, Seven Candy Stars. It's also great. The Exquisite Pain, the Exquisite Delaire, however the fuck you say it. Thank you very much for lending us your tune. I'm sorry. I just don't know if I'm saying it right, so it makes me feel insecure. New episode up again later this week with my manager, Corey Haiti. I love you all. I'll talk to you later. And as always, get up! Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, peer pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.